Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. In light of all the things that's been going on in our country and in our culture, I want to share with you some basic biblical truths about what it's going to take to have a blessed home and a blessed family, a blessed community, and a blessed nation. It goes back to what God had already ordained that we have fathers and mothers in the family that will build a strong family. As we have just celebrated Father's Day, it is time for us to implement some of the characteristics of God our Father in being sure that our home and our family represents the kingdom of God. We honor and encourage every father to be like our Heavenly Father. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Over the past year, we've been talking about taking His light to the world, and we're so thankful to God for encouraging us and encouraging you as you have reached others and are interested in making a difference where you are with the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. This year, and we're going to continue to encourage us to allow God to use us to affect the people and the situations and conditions around us. This concept and this subject of light is something that I looked at a little bit more closely, and I want to look at some more today. When God created the heavens and the earth, before he started, he had in mind all the things that he wanted to accomplish in the earth. And in his wisdom, he created things in the order of importance for the existence of the man he would place on the earth. And I want to look at this in the book of Genesis chapter 1. Everybody should know where Genesis is. If you look in the table of contents, we ask the Lord to help you. If you found Genesis, say amen. amen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How many of you really believe that? Tell your children, because the schools are telling him that that didn't happen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. The King James says void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. When God finished his creation, he looked at what he had accomplished and said, it is good. But it wasn't good when he began. Now, he says, the scripture tells us that the earth was formless and empty. The earth was without order. It was without substance. 
the earth was unable to sustain anything of significance. The earth was inhabitable. There was darkness over the earth. Nothing could be seen. Nothing could grow. Nothing could be produced. The earth was formless. It was empty. It was dark. But the very first words that God spoke were, let there be light. And then there was light. Now you wonder why God started with light. But because without light, little else can occur. As I was thinking about this, those of us who are saved, before we were saved, we were in darkness. We were formless and we were empty. Amen. And darkness covered our lives. And Jesus, who is the light, came into our lives and gave us a brand new start. We can see how to walk. We can see how to function. We can see how to go forward when we have the light of the Lord in our lives. God spoke and said, let there be light. It's as if God said there can be nothing done in the earth until there is light. I can't implement my plan until we get some light. So what is light? The dictionary says it's the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. It is something that makes vision possible. With no light, you cannot see. In the absence of light, it's purely dark, and very few of us have been in where there is just total, total darkness. You know, I used to spend some time in the country, and every once in a while, it would be so dark outside, you couldn't even see your hands. Now, that's dark. There's no light, you can't see anything, and you can't function properly. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And I want to tell you right now, he's still separating light from darkness. Once the light was established, God proceeded to complete the creation of the seas, the land, the vegetation, the animals, and then finally mankind. In verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1, God, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. He's talking about mankind. Adam and Eve, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed within then they will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I will give every green plant for food. And it was so. God said, now that we have some light, we can get some things done. You can produce, you can have your food, you can have your resources, you can be productive, you can live a good productive life. God says if you're going to have a good productive life, you need to have light. You need to have light. We can't grow vegetation without light. The animals can't live because they don't have anything to eat. And then if the animals can't live and you have no vegetation, you can't live because you have nothing to eat. 
So it all starts with light. So in the beginning, God says, let there be some light. If you read the scriptures, the scriptures would say God is light. God said, let there be light. That's a curious thing that if you keep reading, after God said, let there be light, and then the Bible tells us that God created and put in the greater light and the lesser light. That was the sun and moon. He put that in after he said, let there be light. So he didn't need the sun to have light. When you read the book of Revelation, it said there would be no need for the sun because the Lord is himself, is the light in heaven. He said, let there be light. And light showed up. Light said, I'm here. When the light shows up, the darkness got to leave. It has no choice. It can't argue. It can't push back. It can't say, no, I'm darkness. I don't care how dark it is. A little bit of light will dispel that darkness. Adam and Eve walked in that light until they ate the forbidden fruit and then they were separated from God. They walked in that light. And when they disobeyed God, they plunged all of mankind into spiritual darkness. They plunged us into spiritual darkness. And the Bible says when one man sinned, Adam... He invited sin into that world and the existence of the world. And through that one man, all of us have sinned because we got his DNA. And that's where we have that sin nature in us that causes us to walk in darkness. They were destined to live according to the sin nature that they were born, that we were destined to live according to the sin nature that was passed on to us. So if anybody want to know why they need to be saved, it's because you were born in sin. And David says, I was not only born in sin, I was shaped. In iniquity. I was born in sin. I have this sin nature. You can act good all you want to, but deep down on the inside of you, there is a nature that says, I'm running things. This is my life. You can't tell me how to live my life. You can't tell me how to live my life when you look at the Bible. That's that sin nature that says, I'm in charge. God is not in charge. No, oh, I love the Lord. You know, he's the head of my life, but I'm in charge. You tell them what the scriptures say, you know what they'll say? I don't see it like that. You know why you don't see it like that? Because you're walking in darkness. In his wisdom, God had a plan to bring light then back into the lives of men so we could have fellowship and a relationship with him. So in the Old Testament, we find out in the beginning, God says, let there be light. In the New Testament, when John wrote about Jesus Christ in John chapter 1 verse 1 he starts off this way in the beginning now notice Genesis starts off the same way in the beginning John starts off in chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word that word is capitalized that's talking about Jesus in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things are made and without him nothing was made that have been made. So he was there when God says let there be light. 
The Bible says he was there. Remember, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the darkness. So you had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost all there in the act of creation. God says in Genesis, let there be light. But Jesus was standing there with him and said, yeah, let there be some light. But look at what John says about Jesus in verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The word was Jesus Christ. He was with God in the beginning. He participated in the work of creation. In him was life. Jesus is the one who said, I came that you may have life. And life more abundantly. You can have your natural physical life. But he's saying, I'm going beyond your natural physical life. There is a spiritual life that you need to have. And that is a life eternal. A life connected with God. A life joined with God in fellowship and relationship with him. That is truly life. That life everlasting was the light of men. And Jesus came that you might have life. And when he came, he brought that life with him. When Jesus came, he illuminates everything around him. When he comes into your life, he brightens every dark place. He opens your eyes that were blinded by the darkness. You know, when you were unsaved, you used to do things and, and you just thought, you know, isn't it funny when you were unsaved, you just thought everybody does what you did. If you were out there gambling, you thought everybody was a gambler. How many of you, when you were smoking weed, you thought everybody smoked weed? Come on, raise your hand. I said, you can't trick me, Pastor. Yeah, you were smoking weed. You thought everybody smoked weed. You know why? Because everybody you knew did that. But once you got saved, you couldn't find nobody smoking weed uh, unless you went to them, some of them other churches. <laughs> the people who go to the light of the world don't smoke weed no more. At least not yesterday out there in the... <laughs> what do you think, Brother Ray? He ain't even looking at me. You looking at him. <laughs> Whatever you were doing when you were out there, you thought everybody did that. You were blinded, and you were thinking that this is the way life is. This is what happens. This is the way you got to roll. This is the way things go. No, it ain't like that. Everybody don't do that. Everybody don't sleep all around. Everybody ain't waking up next to somebody that they don't know who their name is. Everybody don't get drunk and just hang out. Everybody don't do that. But that's where your life is, and that's where you're walking in that dark place and that narrow view. You just think that's the way it is. But when Jesus comes into your life, he opens up your eyes, and you walk not according to your flesh, but he says we walk by faith, not by sight. There's a new way of living. There's a new thing that we can see. The blinded eyes are open. In fact, Jesus came and says, I came to open the eyes of the blind. I came so that the blind can see. He's not just talking about physical blindness. He's talking about spiritual blindness. I came to open your eyes so you can see. When you're able to see, then he said you can walk by this light. Look at what John says in verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. 
John the Baptist was sent to announce the coming of Jesus Christ. We call him the forerunner. He came to speak and to prepare the way for Jesus. He says, I came as a witness to what? That light. He didn't say that man, that messenger. I came as a witness to that light. And he says, I am not that light. The true light is coming that gives light to every man. Why they keep uh, harping on this word and emphasizing this word light? When Jesus comes into your heart, into your life, you're going to have something that you haven't ever had before. And now you're going to be able to see. You're going to be able to move forward. You're going to be able to progress. You're going to be able to have a good understanding when you can have that light. You ever try to work on something? Uh, uh, we got guys that work on cars. It might be even in the daytime and you'll say, I'm, I'm in a corner. I can't see the good the shadows. I need to get another light. You get some light on this thing. Let's, let's, let's shed some light on the subject. We want to see it a little bit better. In verse 10, he says, he was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. He came into the world, but the world did not recognize him. As you read through the New Testament, you'll see that Jesus Christ came to his people and they didn't recognize him as the light and as the Lord. They didn't recognize him because they were spiritually blind. They had the blinders on. They didn't receive him. But yet, verse 12 says, Yet to all who received him and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become Children of God, the light came so that you can have the right to become. What right? All you need to do is to receive him and believe in his name. And he gives you the right to become the children of God. You know, I've heard this scripture a lot of times, but I was thinking about it as I was looking at this text. He didn't say he'd make you the children of God. He gave you the right to become. Your rights mean it is acceptable to you and it's been set aside for you. Now, you got rights to stuff that you don't take advantage of. He gives you the right. He gives you the access. He removed the roadblocks. He removed the barrier that Satan causes in our life. Satan had the power over us because we had belonged to him through that sin nature. Jesus came and broke the power out, broke the chain so you can be free. Some of us are like those where the chains have been broken, the jailhouse doors have been open, and you're just so comfortable, you, you just stay in the cell. But he says, no, you not only the light comes to give you the right, but now you're going to have to start walking with the light. And then later on, we're going to talk about walking in the light. Now you need to get up and move forward and take advantage of what Jesus Christ has made available to you. Becoming the children of God is a process that begins with believing and receiving. Then it is the walking out of what we have declared. Now I'm walking out. There are those who come to the Lord and just say, I want to come to you, but we never walk out that thing that the Lord wants us to walk out and we stay in the same place. We make no progress. We don't grow spiritually. We don't produce the things of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit's never produced in our lives. The gifts of the Spirit's not working in our lives. We're not influencing anybody. We're not doing anything in the kingdom of God. We just say, I'm saved. The Lord didn't just save you to save you. If it was just to save you to go to heaven, you know what the Lord would do? As soon as you get saved, he'd snatch your life from you and take you to heaven. If that's the only purpose for salvation. 
That way you won't have no problem to slip up. You can't slip up because as soon as you get saved, you say, I got one, you're gone, dead. Then nobody want to get saved. <laughs> then you can't, you can't mess up. But his job was not to save you, to take you to heaven. His job was to save you so you can bring some heaven down here where this hell is. Amen. So that you can be his light in the earth. Jesus told us, he said, I am the light of the world. And then later on he said, now you are the light of the world. You are in the world, in that dark place. And I need you to go out and begin to produce according to the light that is in you. Light is also the spiritual illumination and the spiritual enlightenment that we ought to have in our life. Here's what Jesus said in the book of John. We're still there in chapter 8. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. John had already said the light's coming. Jesus says, I'm the light. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Now, we've been talking about taking his light to the world. We cannot take his light to the world if we're walking in darkness. My goal is to encourage us to begin to be sure that we're not walking in darkness, in the shade, under the cover, and all of those kind of things as believers. We are walking in the light. We're going to be talking about what does that mean to walk in the light and what our lifestyle ought to be. We can't reach people with the light of the Lord if we're all in darkness. How are you going to reach somebody? you standing over in the shadows. Hey, I'll tell you about the Lord. <laughs> hey, psst, psst. You know Jesus. They're going to be like, what are you doing? kind of scheme you got? What you got going on? No, we are in the light. Listen, you got to uh, be bold enough to say, I'm in the light. Well, actually, you just got to turn the light on. Light in itself is bold. That's why he said, take the bushel off of your light and just let it shine. You don't have to make it shine. If you have a light, just let it shine. Take the cover off, take the bushel off, and say, yes, I'm a believer. Yes, I, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my might. Yes, I follow the Lord. Yes, I believe in the Bible. Yes, I obey the commands. Yes, I do all that I can to serve the Lord and live according to what God's ordinances are in my life. Yes, I pray. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I tithe. <laughs> all the world is looking for us believers. That will stand firm in who they are. You have the light of the Lord in you. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Before we can take his light to the world, we must have his light in us. This is Jerry G. Martin, and you've been listening to The Light of the World. And I certainly hope that you've been blessed by today's message. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You'll able to hear today's message and any previous messages that have aired on this station. We trust that God will continue to enrich your life as you walk in the light of his glory and his power. Jesus said he came as the light of the world, and then he says, now we are the light of the world. 
Maybe you are struggling right where you are. I want you to know that we're here to pray for you and to help you to grow spiritually. You can call us right now at our prayer line number 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. And we'll be standing by and praying for you. Maybe you want to make a decision for Christ today. We're here to stand with you and help you to walk through that. I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. Each Sunday morning, we're meeting in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road at 10 o'clock a.m. Or join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, come to our campus. The Beacon is right here. We have books, Bibles, church, and communion supplies. Call The Beacon, 281-441-2885, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.